Welcome to Creative Abundance with Aubrey Westland. I'm Aubrey, your host. Over the past decade, I've ventured through the world of entrepreneurship, launching three businesses from the spark of an idea to thriving ventures. And now I'm eager to share those insights with you. Here, creativity and finance don't just coexist, they harmonize. Join me as we plant ideas, nurture dreams, and collectively harvest the riches of creative abundance. Hello, hello, friends. I missed you. Welcome back to Creative Abundance. Today, I want to get into talking about failed launches when things just aren't selling, what to do next. And I honestly haven't really thought this episode through, but I just wanted to share with you how I had a failed, quote unquote, failed launch of my course. (laughs) So if you've been listening for the past few weeks, I launched a new course, Quarter for Quantum Leap, along with two amazing ladies. And it did not go very well. Let's just say it didn't bring in the sales that we were hoping for. And there were were a lot of factors that went into it. A lot of things that we could have done better. And I want to be really transparent and open about this today because if you have never launched something before or put out an offer, you might not be aware that a lot of these offers you're seeing people sell aren't making the sales that you probably assume they're making. The thing about launching something like a digital product or a course that you've never launched before is that it really takes time. It takes multiple launches to get your messaging right, to help your audience understand what it is that you're selling, to help them understand the benefit that it can bring them. And a lot of people don't purchase on the first, like in the first opportunity that they have. A lot of people will be like waiting until maybe their third or fourth opportunity to buy. They, I think in the back of our minds, minds we want to know that someone is committed to the thing that they're selling. I think that also we're seeing so many people sell things online. And if you're like me and you've purchased a lot of courses and not even courses, but digital products online these days. You may have been let down in the past. And I think that consumers online are just getting a little more weary about what they're purchasing and it takes more time to make a sale. It takes more time to build that trust. Even if you've built it as a service provider or as a content creator, it takes time for them to trust the products that you're putting out and whether or not not it's right for them and even though I would say this is a failed launch it's not necessarily because the numbers didn't come in I think there were some things that I 
could I that I personally did wrong with this specific course launch. So I think that the fact that I tailored it to be like a quarter four specific course and the messaging had a lot to do with people being able to put out their first digital product to sell something on Black Friday. I honestly don't know if if everyone is thinking about Black Friday in the beginning of October. Like I think some people wait until the last minute. And my thought was I wanted to have a doors open and doors close because I wanted people to like get started right away. I wanted to give them the opportunity to have plenty of time to create their digital product and then start marketing it on like a schedule. So I think the timeline was a little bit rushed because of that whole like doors open, doors close and not giving myself enough time to talk about it. It's really common for in the online course or not even course industry, but just in the online business space for people to do launches that last one week. And the thought behind it is that people need to be forced to make a decision or they'll never make a decision. And while I would say this is true, there's also the fact of the matter that people need time to understand what you're selling and what the benefit is to them. And so you need to build in this pretty long runway. And this this has come up for me multiple times in the past few weeks that like in marketing, it used to be that people need to see what you're selling like seven times before they actually go to purchase it. Now that number has increased to... 30 plus and it makes sense right there's so much more noise out there we're being told we have to post on social media like two or three times a day for tiktok it's three to five times a day there's all this pressure now that if you want to stand out you have to be churning out more and more content and that may be true but i also think that it really has more to do with consistency once people are following you and putting out the type of content that they want to digest because I don't know about you but my favorite people are always the first ones on my feed and that doesn't have to do with how much content they're putting out it has to do with the algorithm and my consistency to watch their stories and read their captions and their posts and the how I'm interacting as like the consumer but also in order for me to want to interact like that they have to build some sort of consistency and trust and I think if you're wanting to really grow that's where it comes in more that you need to be posting multiple times a day or whatever but I don't think that it necessarily means that in order to make sales you have to do that. So I'd say, yeah, more of a launch runway, but I also think that looking back, some of my most profitable launches have been really, I've been selling the same thing for a month plus. There are a couple reasons why 
launches or sales typically last for courses at least one to two weeks. And it has to do with the psychology of marketing, the psychology of scarcity, encouraging customers to make a purchase before the product goes away or the discount goes away. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of evidence that this works, but it also has to do with your own energy and your ability to keep your energy and your excitement high throughout the whole launch. And I really don't know many people that can do that for more than a week. It is exhausting. And especially because a lot of the majority of the sales do come in the last day because people wait till the last minute to make their decisions. And if you cannot keep that energy high, it is really hard to have a profitable launch or profitable sales from your launch. And what happened during our launch is that all three of us got sick. Two of us um, lost our voice. Like we literally couldn't even speak. We were like sending Voxer messages back and forth to each other and like whispering because, and I'm actually still getting my voice back right now. Took things off the table that we were planning to do like Instagram lives and stuff like that. We weren't able to do those things. We weren't able to really hop on stories and talk about it. The other, the third one of us, she had a really bad jet lag like the day that we, or the week that we launched. And I think there was probably some sickness for her as well. Needless to say, our energy was not launch energy. (laughs) And add to that the fact that there are wars happening. Lives are being lost. People are terrified. People are heartbroken and it just sucks to be selling and unfortunately it feels like this is the norm and we're all expected to push through it and keep living our lives and keep selling and frankly it sucks to be engaging in trying to sell something when you really just want to lay in your bed and cry (laughs) and cry about the world. And that's where we all were during the this launch. And frankly, it's okay. I always have zero expectations for my first launch of something. And I think that we're often comparing ourselves to someone else's launch or someone else's business Or even for myself, my Stock Photography Academy course had an amazing first launch. But I talked about stock photography for a year leading up to that launch. Like my people were ready and waiting to buy that course from me. And it's just, that's just not really the case with digital product education. I think that there is a lot more information out there about it. I really believe that the product we created is unique and set apart, but it's going to take some time for us to get our messaging. It's going to take some time to nail that and to be able to convince people that it is different than what other people are out there selling. And so 
the three of us are going to be doing a launch debrief um, and recording it this week. I think we're actually going to be uploading this to the course and, you know, just sharing with people like, this is where you go from here. We're going to be strategizing for the next time, what we can do different, what did actually work this time, what didn't, and maybe how we could stir up a little more excitement for the course before it actually is live and available to purchase. But again, this is very normal. And a part of me does feel a little bit embarrassed, but the other part of me is like, what would I tell my coaching clients? I've had coaching clients that have worked on creating an amazing course during our time together, and then their launch did not go well. And it breaks my heart because I know that it is so demotivating when you spend hours and days and months on creating something and then it's not received the way that you hope it will be. I think a lot of people see courses and digital products as a big passive income opportunity and it is, but it takes time to get to that point. I'll be honest, my stock photography course is very easy for me to sell because it's what I'm known for and it's what many people, you know, are initially, it's how they're initially like introduced to me and I've created years worth of free educational content. I have a lot of blog posts on stock photography. I've been on a lot of podcasts. And so it's, I've built that foundation already. And that's something that I haven't done for this course. And same with Casey and Jordan, they haven't really done that foundation building. And so moving forward, that is what we are going to talk about and plan out over the next year because we will be rebranding this course a bit and updating it so that it can be useful at any time of year. But your course is never going to be one and done. Even even your freebies and your guides, like I am updating my little black book of stock photo agencies this week because a lot of has changed with agencies. That's just a free guide, but I still want my information to be up to date and I want people to actually be able to value it as an amazing resource and I don't feel like it can be if it's out of date. So I'm updating that. I'm actually re-recording Stock Photography Academy to relaunch in January or February because I want that course to be even better and again up to date. There are a lot of new changes to agencyology and I want people to know how to use AI in their workflow. I want my students to be able to create AI generated images because that is becoming a new income opportunity in the world of stock. Let me just give my two cents on this because I know you're all wondering. I don't think that AI is affecting my stock photography portfolio as of this point. I don't think people, I don't think businesses and agencies are all that interested in using AI-generated photography. I do think there there is an opportunity with it. I see it as like a different art form though, more like illustration. I think that is more enticing, like 
a better use of it. But I think when it comes to stock photography, what businesses and brands really look for are the more, I think they're looking for a little bit of imperfection and they're looking for images that their customers can relate to. I feel like my images I've taken on my iPhone, like those sales have gone up over the past few years and I think they're just more relatable. I'm willing to bet that when you first heard me talk about stock photography, you pictured cheesy images of people with really animated face faces shot in a studio with some weird backdrop that just felt really inauthentic and cheesy and overposed and unnatural. And that's where we came from with stock photography. And then we moved into this space of people wanting more authentic and natural images. And that's where it opened the doors for photographers without a stock photography or commercial background to get into the industry and have a great chance at making real income and a real passive income stream from stock photography and you no longer have to be a stock photographer to license stock photography and I just don't see I really don't see the industry going back to that to where they're looking for that sort of like unnatural looking images wow I went on a tangent there didn't I (laughs) So I'm going to go way back to when I was talking about courses and launches. And um, so, yeah, we're going to do a launch debrief because I think it's a really valuable asset to have the next time you go to sell something is all your thoughts and feelings from the initial, your initial first try. The other thing is, You know, when it's your business and you're not happy with the way that a launch went, like, you can keep selling it. (laughs) That's the great part about being an entrepreneur and having your own business is there are no rules. If there are rules, you get to make them up. You get to make mistakes. We're all out here figuring things out and even the most successful business owners that you look up to online are pivoting and making mistakes and starting over and apologizing and it's okay the world is constantly changing and that means that we have to be constantly evolving and shifting with it and there are good things to that and there are difficult things to that and so to wrap this up even though went into this episode saying I had a failed launch I don't actually see it as a failure I just see it as the first step in the process of having a really successful digital product and that's the other funny thing about this is that this was a course for selling digital products but we do mention in the course we talk about how this is the first step so I think it's only right that it happened to us as well. I want to give you five tips 
to make the most out of your launch or sale and to not mentally like spiral or have a mental breakdown in the middle of your launch because I think that's very common and you can self-sabotage when you allow that to happen and that's another reason why I want to be so transparent with you. But here are some things that I did in order to feel like, help myself feel like this was actually a success. So first off, I always know what the next thing I'm selling is. So, you know, you never want to put all your eggs in one basket, especially with online sales. But I think that mentally, when you know that you have something else coming that can bring in income, then it makes it easier when your launch isn't going the way that it that you hoped or your sale isn't going the way that you hoped. And this is a big one. I think a lot of us are hoping to make money on Black Friday and this year might be a little bit different for some of us. It's hard to say, but I think things are shifting even right now. And so, you know, a lot of people are saying that this might not be a good year for sales. I don't necessarily think that's true. I think it depends on what the value is that you're providing and the relationship that you've built and the nurturing that you've done with your audience. Um, So please don't don't take that in a way that I'm telling you that your sale is going to fail. It's not. But mentally, in order to keep your spirits high, even when your sales aren't coming in the way you want them to, it's going to help you immensely if you know what the next thing is that you're selling. I have six months planned out in my business And it can change from time to time. But I know each month I have like a little bit of a new focus on what it is that I want to sell. The next tip is to diversify. And it goes along the same lines as the first tip that I gave you. But not putting all your eggs in one basket. If that course was the only income that I had at that time, I would be in a world of hurt right now. But luckily, I have my one-on-one clients. I have my coaching clients. I have my stock photography portfolio. I have my guides that are always, you know, up for sale in my shop. So even though it hurt me a little bit because I put so much of my time and energy into selling this course, but really, it didn't affect me as much income-wise. So just, yeah, just another reminder diversify your business. If you don't have multiple streams of income, then sign up for coaching with me and we'll work on it. My third tip, keep in mind that for the most part, most of your sales are going to happen on the last day. If you have something like a fast action bonus, so this would be like when we launched the course, we had a discount for the first 24 hours only. You will, you'll you'll probably make some sales in that time, but it still probably won't compare to your last day. So I that's something that I constantly tell myself throughout any timed launch like this or any sale that has a deadline. Most of my sales are going to happen on the last day. It's okay. 
people want to buy. I have to continue telling myself these mantras because the fourth thing is that you do need to keep your energy high. You have to keep your excitement up. People will buy based off of your energy and your excitement for what you're selling and like I mentioned, that's what I feel like really hurt us the most is that we were all sick and struggling and <laughs> just trying to make it through this time. And then the last and maybe most important detail for you know being able to call your launch or your sale a success is taking the time to test things out and evaluate for next time. Like I mentioned, do a launch debrief. Keep a Google Doc open where you take notes on like the content that works really well or like what actually convinced people to make the purchase. You know, was it like one specific story that you shared that you got the majority of your sales from? Was it a specific bonus that you offered? Was it, you know, just showing up on your stories? Was that what had the most effect? And that way, next time when you launch again, you can take those things and learn from them and replicate them, leave out the things that didn't work, and you're making it, you're making your job a lot easier by focusing on the things that do work and not continuing to push yourself as hard to do all the things if it's really not worth your time. And the last thing I want to leave you with, launches might not be for everyone. And it's not the only way. And that's why I am excited leading into November to be doing what I call Slowvember. And if you were around last year, this is basically where I had a few really amazing deals that I kept open for the entire month of November. There are many reasons why I decided to adopt this idea of Slowvember. First off, I tend to like to do the opposite of what everyone else is doing. I like to be different, but I also would really love if everyone took on this idea of creating a slow vember for their customers and the first reason is because i think this is a time where we move into just mass consumption and i want to encourage people to keep a more mindful approach. I don't want to encourage the impulse buys. And I think because it's just all around us, that's why I want to create a space for my people where they don't feel that pressure coming from me. And just giving your people a reminder to pause and reflect and make intentional decisions. I don't think there's anything wrong with spending money during this time. It's just if you're going to spend it, I want you to feel intentional about it. I don't want you to feel regret in your spending decisions and especially not with me. And I think as a brand, this can only strengthen the trust that 
your people have in you. Another thing that I like to focus on with Slovember is quality offers over quantity. I don't think that it ever really works to put everything that you offer on sale. You're giving people decision fatigue. That's when they have to make too many decisions. They just won't make a decision. Confused buyers don't buy. And so I really like to um, create a minimal suite of offers where each one is very different. Um, So I would say max three offers that are all very different from each other. Um, at very different price points. And then the beauty of this is that it allows you to be really consistent in your marketing over the full month. People, they're not being confused over what it is that you're actually selling. And it also gives you peace of mind. You're not trying to juggle multiple things at once. And I would say this is a tip that you can keep in your pocket year round is that, you know, juggling multiple promotions at once, it just doesn't work. Again, confused buyers don't buy. Tell people what it is that you're selling and keep it minimal at any given time. And that's why, like I said, I like to shift from month to month between my offers. Even if I'm not like closing the offer even if it's still available I like to close out my focus of selling that offer from month to month. The last reason why I've adopted a slowvember strategy is because it just makes the holidays like so much more enjoyable for me. I get to take things at a slower pace. I'm not spending Thanksgiving weekend focused on my sales like By that point, I will have been selling for most of the month and there is no pressure on me to make all of my sales in one weekend. But I will say, I think if you have a low ticket offer, like a digital product guide or something like that sort of thing can work really well on Black Friday. It's not like a high risk investment for people. If that's the sort of thing that you're selling, I say go for it. What can it hurt? But also... What can it hurt if you extend that for the entire month? So do what works for you. On a side note, I have opened up a few more slots for my boxer coaching. Um, This is going really well. I really enjoyed just allowing people this opportunity to work with me on one specific goal, goal or for the amount of time that works for them and not really putting any restrictions around how you can coach with me it's been a lot of fun and it's been going well for my clients at least from the feedback that I've gotten so far so if you want help like fine-tuning your holiday sales or strategy or if you just want to go into um, the new year with a really strong plan I'd love to help you plan out some of your marketing strategies. I'd love to help you come up with some really amazing offers that people will want to say yes to, especially in a conscious decision-making way. And yeah, don't forget to take care of yourselves. Take some time off. 
this weekend for your mental health. I think we can really get wrapped up in this frenzy of the holiday season, but I just want to remind you we're not meant to be working like crazy when the weather cools down, when the seasons change. Take some time to just appreciate the transition that you're feeling and do something that makes you feel good. All right, I love you all and I will talk to you next week.